Hello. This is That Broad's Got Moxie. I'm Kiana. I'm Cassie. And we have a special episode for you today. This is our very special episode. We're uh, we're bringing some new things today. We are going to be talking about Broads with Moxie, but specifically, we're gonna we're gonna dip into Women's History Month and International Women's Day, which is today. It is today. So, to all of our incredible badass ladies out there, Happy International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. You fucking deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So. March is Women's History Month. And so Women's History Month grew out of a week-long celebration in California in 1978. I don't know if anybody else loves the 70s, but this girl loves the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) We listened to a lot of ABBA in my house. (laughs) Disco. Yes. Uh, So a few years later, the idea spread throughout California. And then in 1980, President Jimmy Carter declared the week of March 8th as National Women's History Week. So that's in 1980. Mm-hmm. And then six years later, so in 1986, the National Women's History Project successfully petitioned Congress to expand it to the whole month. The first International Women's Day took place March 8th, 1911. But in 1975, the United Nations officially sponsored the day uh, to, quote, Recognize the fact that securing peace and social progress and the full enjoyment of human rights and fundamental freedoms require the active participation, equality, and development of women, and to acknowledge the contribution of women to the strengthening of international peace and security. Amen. Uh, Many countries around the world celebrate the holiday with demonstrations, educational initiatives, and customs, such as presenting women with gifts and flowers. Mm -hmm. Here... At that broad's got moxie, we are celebrating today by recognizing a few women making strides for a better world. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. Lightning round stories. Lightning round. Just pow, pow, pow. So the first person I'm going to talk about uh, briefly is Freddie Reese, who is a former child bride fighting against child marriage. So when Freddie was 19 years old, her family arranged her marriage to a man within their Orthodox Jewish community, and she had only known this man for three months. And he was quite a bit older than her. I mean, we're not talking a couple of years. We're talking, I think, at least a decade. So after they got married, she learned in a real bad way that her husband was a domestic abuser and was a real shit guy and oftentimes, like, threatened to kill her. Yeah. So, because she was so young, she didn't have a college education, she didn't have a job, and she didn't have any support from her family because this was arranged an, right? an arranged marriage. And it took 15 years. So, she was, she's 19 when she got married, 15 years later, is 34. Yikes. Yeah. It took her 15 years to obtain a divorce from him. So in 2011, after leaving her husband and getting full custody of her two daughters, uh, Reese founded the nonprofit organization Unchained at Last, and it supports other women who, who want to leave arranged and forced marriages and provides them legal assistance and representation. Because oftentimes, these these child brides, you know, if you get married at 15 mm-hmm. and you try to leave your husband, you can't get a job in a lot of states. 
you can't lease, you can't get an apartment unless you're 18 or you're fully emancipated. So there's all these legal things that because you're not an adult, you can't do. Um, so this Unchained at Last helps get these, these young girls, these young women and anybody who's in these marriages out and on their feet as their own independent woman. Boom. Damn. Damn. That broad's got moxie. Broad's got moxie. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Dr. Ruth Gates, who is the director at the Hawaii Institute of Marine Biology, where she's actively researching ways to re- rehabilitate coral reefs and reverse the effects of human-induced climate change. What does human human-induced climate change mean? Specifically about coral reefs. I couldn't tell you specifically about coral reefs. Okay. But... It's the idea that the world it naturally heats up. Yes. But the pace that which we are going currently mm-hmm. is happening so quickly that coral reefs and animals and stuff aren't being able to adapt in the mm-hmm. way that they used to in terms of, like, natural selection uh-huh. and uh-huh. stuff. And so they're just completely dying out and going extinct. Gotcha. And this is due to, you know... It's due to a lot of CO2. things. CO2! <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually... The meat industry. I hate to interrupt, mm-hmm. but... I did read that a lot um, of coral, I can't remember if it's in Hawaii or in Australia, but it's, a lot of it has to do with sunscreen Yeah, getting in the water, and it's, it's killing a lot of the coral. Anyway, carry on. Tell me about her. So, so far, we've lost 50% of the world's coral reefs Oof. due to human-induced climate change, and we are on the path to lose more. She, this badass woman, super smart, is breeding super corals... From already acidic (laughs) super corals, in quotes. Super corals. So in seas that are already more acidic Mm -hmm. and have survived, she's crossbreeding them with the natural ones in the reefs that are dying Uh and making these super corals uh, that can withstand climate change and keeps the reefs populated. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That broad's got moxie. She sure the hell does. Boom. Okay. So... I am going to talk about uh, the Black Mambas. This is a group of South African animal activists. So, basically, these women... It was founded in 2013. The 23-woman team patrols a 250-square-mile area of the Balul Nature Reserve in South Africa. So, these women are basically... Patrolling the park for like twenty four on twenty four hour shifts, mm-hmm. um, you know, constant constant patrolling, and they listen for the sound of gunshots and are looking for suspicious activity. So illegal poaching, yeah, is a ten billion dollar industry. Yeah, of course. It's guys, we could get into this. <laughs> I've seen. Are really I've seen several really good articles about the difference between illegal poaching and people spending exorbitant amounts to go and do like prize hunting, mm-hmm. which also bad breaks my heart. But there are reasons for it. It's a real difficult thing to get into. Yeah. Anyway, so they're they're looking for poachers. They're watching out for these animals. They're specially trained to be able to track humans, whether it be on foot or in vehicles. Damn. <laughs> They're trained to track animals and their locations. They are 
super, they're, they're super women. They are keeping this entire nature reserve mm-hmm. and, and the animals within its boundaries safe from people trying to destroy them. And I think that, oh, it just touches my That's heart. That's brilliant. They're, they're incredible. They are real badass women. Yeah. <laughs> they are because they can, um, hunt men. They can hunt men. <laughs> like a goddamn lion that they're protecting. Dang. That broad's got moxie. Boom. Boom. I, we're not going to Mexico. I'm going to talk about a scientist by the name of Eva Ramon Gallegos. So, in February 2019, her team released the results of a study. They had been conducting several experiments on HPV strains, which cause cervical cancer. Mm. Using photodynamic therapy, light, uh, the researchers found that after 12 months of treatment, 83% of the women with HPV associated with cervical infections cleared. And what? 80% of those women who did not have uh, cervical inf- uh, infections but did have HPV also cleared. While the treatment is not a cu- catch-all cure uh-huh. because there are 150 strains of HPV. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. No. <laughs> it's not a catch-all cure and there are some limitations. So since it's light, it can only treat HPV close to the surface. Okay. Uh, it's a huge step towards treating and eliminating HPV, which causes cervical cancer, mm-hmm. which is the number one cancer that women have in Mexico. Uh-huh. So with her ex- experiments, she's keeping women healthy and it's going to be huge. That's incredible. Yeah. There are, there are so many people. Obviously, like you said, this is something that affects so many women. It affects women all over the world. Yeah. In HPV, it's, I read a thing, a majority of sexually active people carry one or more types. Because remember, there's 150 wow. strains. Um, that being said, get your vaccination shots. Get your vaccination shots. HPV. Yeah. O-N-E-L-E-S-S. You gotta be one less. Oh. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember those commercials? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I was like, O-N-E. One less. Okay. I got it. I got yeah. it now. <laughs> Um, but I am very excited to see more studies done by her. And it's yeah. mostly a woman uh, team of scientists as well, headed by a woman. Fuck yes. Ooh, that yeah. broad's got moxie. That broad's got moxie. All right. So the last uh, the last person I'm going to talk about is someone that I honestly did not know a whole lot about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk about Tabitha King just real briefly because I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was you or if it was Danny who shared, it was Danny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got a, we got a boom over there point. Um, so Danny shared this article with me and I was like, oh, she's a bad bitch. I love her. So I will preface this by saying I have listened to so many Stephen King books mm-hmm. in the past year. It's a, unreasonable. Yeah. <laughs> and in almost every single forward that mm-hmm. he writes for his books, he says something about Tabitha being his number one reader and his his editor and his go-to to say, you know, does this work or does this not work? Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. She, without her, his first novel, Carrie, mm-hmm. would never have happened. He threw it in the trash, said, this is garbage, and she went in, picked it up, uncrumpled it, and read it, and said, keep working on this. 
there's something here. So this is not about him. This is about her. <laughs> she's incredible. She's the, she's a, an accomplished novelist. She's an expert in like genealogy. Yeah. Damn. Wicked smart. Mm-hmm. She's also raised two sons who are both novelists. Yeah. And I'm... a daughter who is part of the clergy. Anyway, so this whole article is basically Tabitha and Stephen King recently donated $1.25 million to the New England Historical Genealogical Society, which was Tabitha's idea. Yeah. Because it's her thing. And she was like, this is something that's important to me. Let's do it. But (laughs) the press coverage, which happens... Hold on. I got... uh, <laughs> Sorry guys, I had a cat hair in my mouth. <laughs> I'm wearing a fuzzy sweater full of cat hair. It happens. Anyway, like I said, happens all the time, way too often. Mm-hmm. The press coverage for the donation referred to them as Stephen King and his wife. And she was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) My name's Tabitha, bitch. My name is Tabitha, bitches. So she went on to, you know, to write this whole thing. And I'll just read you this blurb. It says, dear editors, married to a wife or a husband. In recent media coverage of a gift that my husband, ironic usage, and I made to the New England Historical and Genealogical Society, we became Stephen King and his wife. Wife is a relationship or status. It is not an identity. Boom! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Mike Drop Tabitha King. So often. So often. It's, it's just this, like, ingrained thing mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, Stephen King and wife. Yeah. Or... George Clooney and wife. George Clooney and wife. Exactly. <laughs> She's... Is... We could have covered her today. Exactly. It's not an identity. It tells people your relationship status or something along those lines, but it's not who you are. Mm-hmm. And so I just love that she went on... To, you know, to say, well, you, you know, why didn't you just refer to me of, of Steven? Which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is so perfect that I was like, oh, Tabitha, you are knocking them down. In case anybody doesn't know, if you haven't watched it, it is The Handmaid's Tale reference. See, I didn't. I have watched. Of Steven or of John is yeah. how The Handmaids are. They're classified. Not classified. Yeah. So anyway, so he, you know, she said that. She said, or you could refer to me as his old lady or the ball and chain. <laughs> so it's just, call me by my damn name yeah. because it's it's who I am. I'm not just attached to this person. I am my own badass woman. Yeah. So way to go, Tabitha King, for just nailing their asses and going, <laughs> I am sick of this and so is Every other married woman who yeah. wants to be known just for herself. Yeah. Damn. Bam. Okay. And the last woman I'm going to do today is Chelsea Hill. So she was a dancer uh, when she was uh, from, she was a dancer from a young age and aimed to become a professional one day. But after a car accident, she was left paralyzed from the waist down. Oh. And, uh, but she didn't let this stop her from achieving her dreams. Mm-hmm. Two years after the accident, she created the LA Rolettes 
which is a six-woman wheelchair dance team made up of other women who have also suffered from spinal cord injuries. Wow! Yeah. So the dance troupe travels across the U.S. to perform in festivals and expositions, and uh, they showcase their skills and their inventive choreography. And I watched a few videos of them. Yeah? These women have to be, like, ripped. Because the way... They're, like... Oh they're moving God, yeah. their... Like, they, they're dancing, and they're, the movement that they need to move their chairs and stuff... That is incredible. We have to... You know what? Specifically for our internet... For this episode, for our International Women's Day mm-hmm. celebration, we're going to be posting pictures of all of these women, these groups of women... And I will post a video mm-hmm. of the Rolettes because that is incredible. It's hard enough to be a dancer, but to be a dancer who is also... Who's differently abled. Who's differently abled and who is using a whole other set of muscles mm-hmm. to to create beautiful motion in a different way is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, music videos and stuff that they've done online of their choreography. Uh, and perfect! Stuff. Yeah, but she specifically, this is a quote, um, I want to show that it doesn't matter if you are walking or rolling. Dance is still dance. Yes, we're about being fun and lighthearted and following your dreams, but we're also about excellence and superior dancing and fighting to be the best we can. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Guys, these women right now are changing the world. Changing perception. Changing. Exactly. They're putting themselves out there and saying, we can be different and we can change your mind and we can do good. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, I think, you know what? That's women. That's what we fucking do. (laughs) Yeah. We create life and, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't. I have cats. But that's, wow. Yeah. It's, and definitely because, you know, it's International Women's Month, the best way to be an advocate and an ally is to support your local artists who happen to be women, support Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not local artists that are women, buy on Etsy, buy women-owned brands, Mm -hmm. listen to music Exactly. Women, take up a cause. If you, if you feel compelled Take up a cause and say, you know what? Who needs my backing? Which women in my community need support? Mm-hmm. And go to do that. And if that means standing up and helping fundraise for Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. or for the human rights campaign. And the backlog. And the backlog. Or if it means doing volunteer work at at a soup kitchen mm-hmm. or donating used clothing or, you know, a feminine products to like a women's shelter. Mm-hmm. Just do what you can. Put yourself out there to support the yeah. women in the world. And if you don't have resources are a limited thing for some women. Mm-hmm. If you don't have time to go and volunteer, if you don't have the money to give to a cause, just literally like listen to a new woman artist. Absolutely. Read a book that's from a woman author mm-hmm. and and just enrich your mind with new perspectives that you wouldn't have done previously. Amen. Yeah. That has been a special <laughs> episode. <laughs> That's it. That's what we got for you. Happy again. Happy International Women's Day. Go out there, celebrate, be a badass. Go eat an apple. Eat an apple. It keeps it's the doctor f- away. It keeps the doctor away and it's what Eve did. And it's what Eve did. <laughs> That's right. Smash that patriarchy one apple at a time. Go Granny Smith. (laughs) Woo! Okay, that's all. Bye. Bye.